Again, good morning. As always, I'm nervous as I'll get out when I get up here. Something changes from here to here, so. Um, but I'm thankful for the opportunity to, to share God's word this morning. Um, and again, just so thankful to be here and do ministry here. Thankful that God is amongst us and in our midst. So this morning, have you ever been hungry before? I mean, what do they call it, hangry? Hangry. Anybody been hungry before? Um, where you just wanted a, a big juicy steak, medium, baked potato, all that good stuff. Some of you are already there this morning thinking about that. But this morning, we're going to talk about a different kind of hunger. And if you say physically, yeah, I've been that hunger, I've been that hungry before, or that's all I could think about was food, but when was the last time spiritually you said, I'm so hungry for you, God, nothing else is going to satisfy me? So we're going to talk about that. And before we do, I'm going to do something a little different. If you could all stand. Usually, you know, the pastor or evangelist or would, would go ahead and pray before, but I want us all to pray together um, as a church that, you know, God would just have his way in the rest of the service, that hearts would be ministered to. So if you guys could just lift your voices and let's pray together. Father, Lord, we just thank you. Again, we praise you, Father. We lift your name up in here right now, God. Lord, I thank you. I thank you so much for your love. I thank you for that grace that we talked about, Father. Lord, and right now I just ask that you speak, Father. Speak to our hearts right now. Let us hear your word, Lord God, and soak it in. I just thank you again for this opportunity. Your name be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. I didn't hear you, teenagers. I don't know. How hungry are you? Matthew 5, 6 Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Hunger and thirst are expressive forms of desire, okay? Hunger and thirst are expressive forms of desire. You want that. The righteousness of God is being holy or living a life that is pleasing to God. So we hunger and thirst or we express forms of desire to live a holy life for God. Everything's about hunger. Every decision we make in life is about hunger. And again, not just natural hunger, but a spiritual hunger. The hunger in your life drives the, de drives the decisions that you guys make in your life, whether you realize that or not. We're all driven by hunger. Again, Matthew 5, 6, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. So technically that means, let me come down here. That means those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. So technically, God's coming through the church this morning. I'll fill you, skip you, fill you, skip you, fill you, skip you, skip you, fill you, skip you, skip you, fill you, fill you. You're like, Rick, that's not fair. That's not fair at all. Why would God skip me? Because God fills those that are hungry. If we walk in these doors and we're not hungry, don't expect to get filled. Hunger brought about an unscheduled miracle in the life of Jesus. If you guys remember the story where he fed the 5,000, they were all there in one place and he was preaching, ministering, healing. 
And the disciples came to him and said, you know, we're going to have to let these people go, you know, let them get them back. We're out in the countryside here. Everybody's hungry. They want to eat supper. They want to go. He said, you feed them. Like we only got five loaves and two fish. What are we supposed to do? He said, get it and bring it to me. So they bring it to him. He prays over it, breaks the bread and says, feed them. You guys eat and then feed everybody else. And everybody ate. Everybody ate until they were full. And they had leftovers from the five loaves and two fish. God responds to hunger. And the miracle of 5,000 people being fed spread across the whole world because it's one thing to have 5,000 people. It's another thing to have 5,000 people that have been fed. It's two different things. It's one thing for Orchardville Church to have 400 people in here. It's another thing to have 400 people that are fed and taking that with them. It's a big difference. And when he fed those 5,000 in today's terms, that would be like instantly putting it on the internet for everybody to see. Because they were so on fire seeing this miracle, seeing this heal the healings that were happening and just going out with it. 5,000. And as a church... We should want to make an impact in our communities. When we leave this church, we should want to go out and make an impact on people's lives. Otherwise, what are we here for? The Great Commission is to go and make disciples, not to just be consumers in the church. I heard a guy talking about that a couple weeks ago. That so many people come in the church and they're just consumers. Take, 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 take. But where's the producers? Who are the people we're raising up? And I'm not trying to be, I'm speaking to myself, okay? I'm not trying to be mean or anything, so don't let it come across like that. Again, if we want to grow the church, we want to make an impact in our communities, it'll come with that hunger inside of us. A hunger inside of us. Again, if we lift, people, if we lift his name up, he'll draw them in here. We've got to be ready to feed them when they come in. Lift his name up, he'll draw them in. Your gifts will accelerate as more hunger for God is shown in your life. Your gifts will accelerate as you hunger for more and more of God. So Carlin's gift of being a worship leader will accelerate as he hungers for more and more after God. I'm not saying he's not great at what he does now, but it'll accelerate and he'll go deeper and he'll go deeper in that worship. My job as a youth pastor, my ministry will go deeper and deeper the more I hunger after God. More kids' lives will be impacted the more I hunger after God. That goes for any of us, whatever ministry we're in. The more we hunger after God, the more he's going to bless that ministry. He's going to see it grow. What's a famine? Extreme scarcity of food. When I'm not hungering and filling myself up with the bread of life each day, there comes a famine in my life. I've seen it happen in my life. If I'm not hungering and getting fed by the bread of life, it becomes a famine, and you notice it. And some of us in here might be feeling that way this morning. I'm dried up. I'm hungry. I've been missing out on what God's had for me. When Adam was in the garden, God had the whole system set up for him. He said, Adam, everything you're ever going to need, everything, Everything you need is here. It's going to be provided for you. All you have to do is not eat from this tree. 
We all know what happened there. And that's why we have sin in the world today and why we have to struggle with that. But it's the same for us. We've got everything set up for us. God's saying, if you'll hunger after me, I will fill you. But sometimes we let the world get in and start messing with us, messing with our minds, messing with our hearts. And before we know it, we're messed up. We stopped hungering after God. We let the world start influencing us and taking us in a different direction. Some of us say, I'll just dabble in this for a little bit and I'll just get back to God after that. That's not the way it works. You start dabbling in sin and messing, messing around with things and getting involved in things you shouldn't be, it's going to take you down a road you don't want to go. And before you know it, you're not filled up anymore. You're doing things you never thought you'd do. You're saying things you never thought you'd say because the hunger for God was gone and you let the famine take over. Whatever you're called to do, and we're all called to make disciples first and foremost, but if you have a specific ministry, whatever you're called to do, God's already placed inside you what you need to get it done. How hungry are you? We can't let the devil get a foothold in our minds and in our life until you're not good enough to keep that life with Jesus. You're not good enough to be a praise and worship leader. You're not good enough to be a singer. You're not good enough to play an instrument. You're not good enough to be a teacher. We've got to tell the devil he's a liar. You're a liar. You're not going to feed that into me because I know I'm an overcomer by the blood of the lamb. I've got a testimony of what God's done in my life and I'm going to stand on that and I'm going to do what God's called me to do. Let's do something a little strange again. How many of you have had the devil mess with you before try to mess with you and get you off track? Oh yeah, me too. Let's yell something out at him, okay? This is different, okay? A little different. Let's yell it out at him. Say, devil. Devil. I got this. I got this. Devil. Devil. I got this. I got this. And walk around with that authority. Sometimes we're afraid to speak to him with that authority. We don't want to say anything. God created everything with the seed inside of itself. He did not create the apple with the seed that's in an orange or a seed that's in a peach. It's not how it works, okay? God gave you the seed. When you became saved, he has put the seed inside of you. Jesus is now living there inside of you. He has put the Holy Spirit tugging or pulling or the hunger into your life. And that hunger says, I want more of you, Jesus. I'm not satisfied. I want more. I want more. I want more. I want more. But again, it's up to us to feed that hunger. How hungry are you? Some people get by in life saying, I know a little bit about Jesus. I know enough to tell somebody a story about it. That's nice, I guess, but I want more. I want more. I don't want to just get by in my relationship with Christ. I want more. I want to be filled till I'm overflowing. I want that seed that Jesus Christ inside of me, that hunger there for more and more every day. I want it to show up in my prayer life. Praying is a hard thing to do sometimes. And I'm not talking about a 30-second prayer because that's what I was used to. Here's my 30-second prayer, God, and it's probably going to sound the same as the last 30-second prayer I gave you, but here it goes again. Okay, but if I'm hungering for more, if I want more, if I want more, God's going to start dropping prayers inside of me. God's going to start reminding me of things that are in my life that need, I need help with. He's going to remind me of needs that other people are going through. 
Um, heaven's gates house flame, if nothing else. It taught me that. Um, Dwayne Corbin, the man that was directing it, he taught me a lot while he was here. And he's actually, uh, it's weird to say, but he, for those of you that talked to him a little bit, he's a, he had a spiritual father in his life that poured into him and helps him with things. Well, he's my spiritual father now. So I asked him, I was like, oh, I really, I would really like to, would you be my spiritual dad? <laughs> would, you, would, you, would you help me out? And he, he said, yeah, of course I would. But that man, and I'm, I'm not putting him on a pedestal, I'm just telling you what his heart was, for those of you that didn't see it. That man came in here every day in this sanctuary, and he prayed for two or three straight hours over everybody that was going to come in here, over the production. Um, between scenes, he was praying for each one of our groups back there. And the whole time I'm watching through the week, I'm like, I can give you 30 seconds usually, not two or three hours. What in the world's he doing in there? That's how I felt. And God's like, you can do the same thing. If you'll hunger after me. It was unbelievable how long he prayed in here. Carlin and I came in here one day and uh, prayed on the platform. You just feel a release. I don't know what it was. You know that, well, I know it's the hunger after God, but you just feel it. And you just start praying things out and they just start flowing out. Right, Carlin? I'm right, right? It was happening, okay? Again, how hungry are you? And this is something that God kind of checked my, my heart with. It says, you can teach what you know, but you're going to reproduce what you are. You can teach all that you know, but you're going to re- reproduce what you are. There's so much truth to that. Is Jesus who you are at all times to all people? Is that what you're producing out of your life? Do you teach courage but walk around in fear all the time? If I'm going to teach my youth group to be consistent and be committed and tell them I want them to be there all the time, I want them to be committed to Christ, do everything they can for them, and I'm not doing that myself, they're going to know that. Rick, that's not how you act. That's not what you do, Rick, so why should we do it? I'm trying to reproduce Jesus in my life to them so they reproduce the same thing in their life. And I better line up with what I'm saying. Parents, let me pick on you for a second. I'm a parent also. If I'm saying one thing to my child at home and in church and living differently at home or at my job, your kids can spot a fake. They sure can. My eight-year-old daughter does it all the time. (laughs) Among other things. But kids notice that stuff. If you're telling them one thing and you're living a different way, what are you going to reproduce? Your kids are watching you. What are you going to reproduce in them? How hungry are you? When I first started here, my focus was on the wrong thing. Elaine, Rob might be in there. Uh Uh-oh, this isn't good. My focus was on the wrong thing. Don't get me wrong. It was about the kids, but my focus was, I want to grow this youth group to be the biggest around here. I want to be the biggest youth group. I want to blow out the walls of that sanctuary back there and just be big, big, big. That's what I started out as until God checked me. And he said, you're talking about building, 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 but first I need to build you up. And I was like, oh, sorry about that. 
I thought I was you know, wanting the right things, but the whole time he's telling me, I want to build you up. You're not where you need to be before these kids start coming in here. And talk about humbling. Talk about, oh, why don't you just shut up, Rick, about the big, 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 and just focus on where you need to be in your hunger for God. When we do this as a church, when we hunger, when we focus on that hunger inside of ourselves and not worry about somebody else's, God will draw people in here. He will draw people in here. We've got to let the Holy Spirit guide us in our actions and our thoughts and our words. That's got to be our guide throughout each day. When I do that, when you do that here in the church, I'll not only be able to help these kids, you'll not only be able to help people in this church, but more importantly, outside the church. I don't care if a kid comes to our group or not. If I'm available to help somebody, if we're available to help somebody, whether they come here or not, we should be helping those people. They don't have to come here. God didn't call them to say, he didn't tell us they need to be at Orchardville Church. He said, go out and make disciples. However, we have to do that. Once I got that through my head and in my heart, it's been a lot different for me. That hunger's been a lot different. It's about having that hunger every morning I wake up for more of Jesus. Every single morning when we wake up, we have a choice. It's our decision. Whether we want more of God or we want more of the world. It's plain and simple. I found that when I start my day in my word and with some prayer, it goes a whole lot better for me. Well, Rick, sometimes you just can't do that. You get too busy. Sacrifice. How hungry are you? How hungry are you? He was slapping me upside the face and heading everything else about this in my personal life. How hungry are you? Because I don't think you're very hungry right now, Rick. Less of me, more of you, God. Again, a conscious decision every day to wake up and choose more. I want more. I want more than I had yesterday. I don't want to go backwards. I want to keep going forward for Christ. Here's another thing that's going to sound a little funny. Everybody awake still? We're here? The church staff is not here to change you. What? The church staff is not here to change you. We are here to guide you. We're here to love you. We're here to direct and help. Only one that can change you is God. And that hunger you have inside that says, I want more. I'm not satisfied. I want you to change me, God. I want you to give me that hunger. I want you to, to fill me up every single day, God. We're here to change, for God to change us and shape us into who he wants us to be in him. Again, this church exists to reach the lost at any cost. Teach everyone that comes in here and that we come in contact with outside of here. I can't stress how important it is to not just keep it here. We're not doing the world any good by just keeping it inside this church. We're not. We're not making an impact if we don't see growth in the church, again, it's not about numbers, but if we're not seeing growth, it's our fault. 
because there's plenty of hurting people out in the world. Plenty of them. Are we going to recognize that? Everyone goes around talking about how they want all the blessings that God has for them. And I was, again, one of these people, so I'm preaching to myself this morning. I want all the blessings that you have for me, God, but I'm not all in. I talk about it. I want all the blessings. I want you to fill me up, but I'm really not all in with you, God. And he sees that. He saw that in me. If you're not all in, if you're not hungering after God every single day, you'll start going down again a path that you don't want to go down. And it doesn't happen just instantly. Oh, I just messed up. I'm a terrible person now. You start to make choices in your life that gradually takes you down somewhere that you never wanted to go. All because your hunger for God wasn't there every single day. It happens. You guys know people it's happened to. Until we get all in for Jesus, we'll never see our full potential in our own personal lives. The church is an extension of Jesus, and the church feeds you. We are the church, and there are people in this church and in the world who are hungering for something. They don't know it yet, but it's Jesus. They might not have a clue, but it's Jesus. That's what's missing in their lives. How hungry are we? Are we ready to feed them when we come in contact with them? Or are we just going to pass them by? Feed what's feeding you. What feeds you? What's your supply? Should be Jesus. So feed what's feeding you. Lives are changed when you feed what is feeding you. Ministries grow when we feed what is feeding us. When people come into church or they see you in public and they ask what you have that feeds you, what gives you that joy. If I walk up not knowing Jesus and I say, Carlin, man, what feeds you? What, what gives you that joy every day? He should be able to say, I'll tell you who does. It's Jesus. Amen. And not be ashamed of that one bit. Bear what feeds you. What gives you, that, what gives you that joy and that happiness each day? Jesus. When people ask, it's because they see it. They don't know what it is, but we're here to tell them, it's Jesus, man. It's Jesus. He's changed me. He's filling me up, man. He can do the same for you. It's that easy. Sometimes we make it too hard, too difficult. They're just looking for love. We know where it's found. How hungry are we? We need to invest ourselves in our relationship with Jesus. It can't be a one-way street in the relationship. We already know that Jesus wants to bless us. He talks about in his word all the time that he wants to bless us. We already know this. But we have to invest in that relationship. If Sarah and I... Last time I brought her into it, messed up. <laughs> if Sarah and I, if she's investing in our relationship and pouring into it, and I don't invest back, there's going to be a depletion there. It's not going to go well. Can't be the, it's the same way with God. We can't be a one-way street where God's blessing us and we're not hungering after him. If I have a friendship with somebody... And I'm pouring into it, pouring into it, trying to be there for them and loving on them and sharing things with them, and they don't respond, be a depletion there. A friendship's not going to last. So if I'm not hungering after God, seeking Him, wanting Him to fill me up every single day, every second of every day, there'll be a depletion there. 
And that relationship's gonna suffer. I think you guys will agree that we need Jesus today more than ever. This world is messed up. It is. I tell these kids all the time that I thought it was bad when I was growing up. They are faced with so many other things than what we were when we were growing up. It's not even funny. We need Jesus. He wants us to be engaged in him. I might step on some toes here, but just giving him once a month attendance or every other, are we truly engaged? And again, out of love, are we truly engaged? Do we realize, do we realize what he did for us and how much he loves us, how much he wants to pour into us if we'll just hunger after him? How hungry are we? I know sometimes in my prayer life, before I started getting better at it, I'm nowhere near perfect, still striving to, to be the best I can be for him, but I remember in my prayer life that the only time I went to God was when I needed something. It's the only time I prayed. That's not good. That's one of Santa Claus' relationship with Jesus. He wants to be so much more than Santa Claus to you guys. He wants to spend every day with you. How hungry are we? Anything we don't give our all in will die because of the lack of investment. Anything we don't give our all in is going to end up dying because we don't invest in it. Are you invested in that relationship with Jesus? Are you invested in this church to want to reach out and help people experience Jesus in their lives? God's system is simple for us. We hunger after him. He hungers after us and fills us. I look this word up. It's a system of reciprocity, the practice of exchanging things for mutual benefit. If Dane will come up here. Exchanging things for mutual benefit. It's just like playing catch. He throws it to me. I throw it back to him. He throws it to me. I throw it back to him. I hunger after God. He fills me up. I hunger after God. He keeps filling me up. Over and over and over again. God, I'm facing a big situation right now. Here you go. Here's your blessing. God, I just don't think I can get my kids saved. Just keep praying. They're coming back. Thanks, Dane. Exchange for mutual benefit. Reciprocity. I hunger after him. He fills me up. I've got a problem. He takes care of my problem. Give, and it shall be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down. Everybody knows that scripture, right? Running over. Man, if we could all get a hold of that as a church, again, 400 people that walk out of here fed, not just like another Sunday, what could that do in our church? What could that do in our lives? If we take what we've got in Jesus and we hunger after him, he fills us up and then we go outside here. Listen, I gotta tell you something. I know I've been quiet for five years now at the job, but I've gotta tell you something. Listen, teenager, I know you don't go to my youth group, but I, I really need to share something with you. I know you're dealing with some stuff and here's an answer. Just takes a little bit of faith and a little bit of boldness to do that. In my personal life, as I close here with the 
praise team will come. I didn't understand what it was to hunger after God until recently. I didn't understand it at the depth that he wanted me to understand it. Even feeling like I was just playing church. I'd walk in here, oh, I hope Carlin plays this one song today because that'll just make my week. I hope Pastor Rob says a one word that really speaks to me so I can get through this week. Listen, we just meet here Sundays and Wednesdays. Some of us just Sundays. Sorry, stepped on toes again. Okay, but God's saying every day I want to fill you up. Every day I want to pour my love into you. Why don't you want to hunger after me? And again, I'm pointing right at myself. Please don't take that the wrong way. Don't take it the wrong way. God wants to pour into you. How hungry are we? When we start to get a burden for the lost, it's gonna show. We're gonna do whatever we can to reach people. And the way we do that, the difference it can make in our life is the Holy Spirit. He left us with more power than he walked the earth with. We need to operate in that. We need to see healings happen because we have more power inside of us than what he had when he was doing it. Why aren't we seeing it? How hungry are we? I've been telling the kids that. Why aren't we seeing this? We're not hungry enough. We're not willing to sacrifice to spend time with our Heavenly Father. He wants to be close to you. So close to you. got a hunger after him. How hungry are we? Again, if we'll grab a hold of this as a church, it's flipped my life upside down. Believe it or not, I, and this is embarrassing, but I, I have a hard time praying for my wife. Something like I feel like, you know, it's going to be the same prayer. She's going to judge me for saying it a certain way. I struggle with that for a long time but I'm getting better. She was struggling the other day with her blood sugar. Didn't know she had passed out in the kitchen floor. I was sleeping. She didn't bother waking me up. And she walked by the bed and, and I happened to just wake up and she was in the closet floor, just in the floor. I said, what are you doing? It looks weird. You get up and your wife's laying in the closet floor. She said, I don't know what's going on. And I prayed. Started feeling better. Isn't it amazing how that works? You start hungering after God, He starts filling you up, and you just pour it out. Again, if we'll if we'll grab a hold of this together as a church and really hunger after Him, there'll be changes in our communities. There'll be changes in our jobs and our ministries. God'll send something through here we've never seen before. If we'll all hunger together. Every second of every day, we got to make that choice. God, I'm hungry. God, I'm hungry. My altar call this morning is just, first of all, if you don't know this Jesus that we've talked about this morning, that you come to know him this morning. That you want that in your life, you come up here and you get that. We'll pray with you. But secondly, that maybe it's you this morning. You say, I was in the same, I'm in the same boat as you, Rick. I wasn't hungering after God like he wanted me to. I know I'm not. 
I know he wants to do more in me. I've got to start sacrificing some things. I've got to start hungering after him so I can make a difference wherever I go. So if that's you, I'm just gonna ask you to come spend some time in prayer and say, God, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I wanna make a difference. I don't wanna play church anymore. If you guys would all stand. I don't wanna play church anymore, God. I wanna hunger after you. I want you to, to reveal things. When I open my Bible, I wanna see things jump off the pages to me. When I pray, Father, I wanna pray with power and authority. Lord, I wanna speak to things and see those things change because of your Holy Spirit filling me up. Lord, when I worship, I don't wanna focus on the music, Father, I wanna focus on you. Lord, it doesn't matter if there's music or not, I can worship you anytime I want to. I can give you praise. The Bible says that our praise is a weapon. So as they sing this song, it's called Overwhelm Me. I just want you to come up. If that's you that says, I need to hunger more, I need to hunger more. Just like God overwhelming this morning.
Father, again, we just thank you and we praise you. Lord, I thank you for putting that hunger inside of us, Father. Not just to come in here, Father, and just go through the motions, but every time these doors open, Father, and that's an opportunity. It's an opportunity, Lord, to be filled. Lord, each day we wake up, it's an opportunity to be filled by you. Lord, and share that with other people. There's so many people out there that are hurting, Father, and I just pray that we get a burden for those people. Lord, that we hunger like we've never hungered before, Lord. Lord, and as you fill us up, we are bold. We are strengthened by you as we share that with other people, Father. Give us opportunities to see those needs and not look the other way, Father, but step in and minister. hunger after you, Lord. Shake us up, Father. Change us. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.